for Barzell. He's behind the defense. Back Barzell. Scores! Away he goes. Horvath again. What a move by Horvath. Scores! Boom! Horvath. Bovillier breaking. What a move. What a play. What a goal. With that sound, you guys know what it means. It's time for a long-awaited episode of the Clapper Report, a hockey podcast where an Islanders fan and a Canucks fan talk about the news and rumors surrounding the teams. This is Justin alongside Damien. And just to clarify, we are not Jeff Merrick or Elliot Friedman. But before we get started, we ask that you please follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And also, we ask if you can follow us on Instagram as well, at the Clapper Report, and on Twitter, at clap report interact with us leave us some comments and slide in the dms let's get the conversations flowing you can also follow our personal twitters damien is at d b a d z o underscore and i am at just canucks fan so damien with that being said on episode 69 what are you drinking and make it appropriate episode 69 maybe. nice <laughs> nice 69 Oh, oh no. no, you pushed the wrong button. Dude, we haven't done this in so long. Here we go. Episode 69. Yeah, everybody get your jokes out. Woo! Oh, man, we're, ru- we're, we're fucking knocking off the rust now, baby. Let's go. Now, but we're drinking a Montauk summer ale, throwing it back. So the first Montauk. time I had a Montauk and almost threw up. Remember that? Montauk. Oh, no, I actually don't. Dude, Wait, we what? were we, yeah, we were at the uh we were at the driving range, the Southampton driving range. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the first times we went. You remember we would always get buckets of beer. Yeah, and we it was got like, the Montauk like during the quarantine. We got yeah. the purple ones, the uh Wave Chasers. Wave Chasers, and it literally tasted like grass and dirt. And that was before I really hyped, hopped onto the IPA fucking yeah. train and it literally almost made me vomit. To be fair, now that in in hindsight, me getting you into IPAs and shit, that was definitely not the IPA to start with. Because yeah. it is very bitter and very uh, hoppy. I know? wouldn't even say bitter. I would say uh, grassy. Grassy it, knoll. It's got a bit a grassy knoll. That, I would uh, say that like I thought out, there was like a worm in there. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> sorry. No. This feels so weird to do this God, again. We are back. What's it been about? Four months? Right? Uh, it's been Something a long like time. It's been... Let's check right now. It's been... Uh, Mind the unprofessionalism, everybody, because we have not done this in a while. We're, again, we're rusty. April 7th, so literally about four months. Wow. Um, lots happened in four months. And then the break before that was even longer. It was? Yeah, I mean, the was la- it, it, was, it was from November to March. Shit. Well, the end of March, March 31st to be exact. Oh, don't, uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I mean, again, similar we'll to our last break, you know, shit gets in the way. Um, and also our teams just sucked. Yeah, I'm going to be it, flat out honest. I well, there was no incentive to want to make an episode. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it got pretty shitty. Then at like with like my semester and everything, I was like, "Fuck that," which I'm still going to have this year. But I should be a lot better with my scheduling. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I definitely. And you know, I got a lot of stuff going on too. But you know, we're figuring it out. We're working it out, yeah. and we're in the studio together. Yes, we are. Yep. Uh, uh, the light is looking right in my eyes. Oh, it's fucking bright as hell, right? It's better than that one that's right there. Yeah, but, but it was uh, bigger. But yeah, it's uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. <laughs> oh yeah. So we, um, what do you got so, there, buddy? Oh, I keep burping. Sorry. So I have. You're gonna love this. This is one of Phil's favorites at the oh. Beer Store Long Island. Shout out to Beer Store Long Island, Massive New York. Uh, go see Phil. He's fucking awesome. Um, so this is from Skygazer Brewing and Spartacus Brewing called Fire Colors, right? So it's 7%. Uh, 
Oh. It's a sa- it's a sour ale with Ooh. passion fruit, dragon fruit, strawberry, mango, marshmallow, graham cracker, and milk sugar. Okay, that's just like too much. No, it's not. Because it all you, it all balances out. It's not too tart, not too sour, not too sweet. It's really fucking good. You probably can't pick a single one of those flavors out in the lineup. I actually can pick up the passion fruit, mango, and the marshmallow. I can almost guarantee you've never had a passion fruit before in your life. I'm pretty sure I have. I've had passion fruit flavored things, though. Mm. All right. All right. All right. right, And I guarantee you, you've never fucking seen Islanders win a cup in your life. And here we are. So (laughs) I can guarantee you've seen your entire city riot because you lost one. Nah, not the entire city. Maybe two blocks. Anyway, so (laughs) that being said, oh, my God, I don't even know what to. You don't even know what to do? Yeah, the whole format. Um, Damn. I don't know. It feels weird. I know because we only had our two episodes of the like doing the new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think today I think uh, we're just going to keep it light. We're going to keep it simple because we're just going to cover the end of the season stuff with the Islanders and the Canucks. Um, we're kind of going to go over the off season a little bit. See what's going on. Um, talk about the draft. Right. We're going to talk about yeah. um, we're going to talk about free agency and the lack thereof <laughs> um, from one team. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> um, and then we're just going to hop right into going into, uh, you know, just a, a little bit of the big news around the league, you know, from the big teams. Um, and then we're just going to get on to it. But what I think we can do is um, we'll just do the end of the season for the Canucks and the Islanders at the same time. And then we can move on to like the draft and everything like that as well. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, cool. Cool. Yeah. So uh, get us started, man. The good hues on the end of the season for the Canucks. Let's hear it. Uh, well, so, I mean, honestly, I don't even remember. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, it's been a while. It has been, uh, since I've seen some Canucks hockey, basically. Yeah. The Canucks were on that tear with Bruce Boudreaux, uh, Bruce. There it is. Of course, as one does clap, clap, clap. Thank you. Um, and you know, um, they were doing really good. Uh, JT Miller though was slowing down, but Elias Patterson was picking it up and, um, yeah, you know, we kept, it was basically like waiting on other teams to, Miss the playoffs and other teams did not get in. <coughs> nice. The whole Vegas thing. The whole Vegas thing. Uh, Na- the Nashville picking it up towards the end because Saros carried them. Um, so yeah, it, it was just a really big ride to the finish. Long and after a valiant effort, the Canucks did end up short of the playoffs by ten points. Um, but I think it's what they needed, you know. Um, I can't believe you just said long hard finish. I almost let you on go with that. Sixty nine. Um, what's it called? How's that for milk sugar? Oh. All right. All beer. right. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're done with that. We're done with that. Um, anyways. Um, but so yeah, that was, that was really, uh, I think what the Canucks needed because they didn't need another first round. They didn't need a first round exit. They didn't need to get their shit rocked from Calgary or um, Colorado. They didn't need that. What they needed was a draft pick to stock the cupboard a little bit. Um, not even stock the cupboard. Just get, get a high end pro- uh, prospect, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, so we had JT Miller leading the team with 99 points, uh, 32 goals in 80 games, f- fire. But the whole JT Miller conversation is just remarkable. I don't even have any of that written down here. I could just talk about that off the top of my head. We'll <laughs> talk about that in a few minutes, probably around the draft. Um, Elias Pettersson, uh, he had, I believe it was 14 points in the first 38 games or something. He wound up getting 68 points in 80 games, 32 goals. Um, he hit 30 goals first this year, which is pretty sick. Uh, good for him. 
Um, then Quinn Hughes, 76 uh, games, 68 points. He was good. Dude, he looked fucking good. And I know you always clown on him. I know you're rolling your eyes right now. Mm. But uh, but Quinn Hughes is fucking awesome. He's crying I on the ice. Death. He doesn't cry. He just kind of pouts. <laughs> um, so then, you know, Bo Horvat, again, you know, he, he had 30 goals as well. Connor Garland had uh, just about 20. He had 19. And the Brock Besser had 23. And all that is Brock Besser's whole situation. You know, he played pretty decent for his dad's health and everything. Declining at the time. Um, he had also gone through an injury. So it was good to see. Uh, him bounce back in the end of the season media pressers and everything like that. Um, you know, Pod Colson. I want to talk about Pod Colson a little bit. I know we always talk about I know you like Pod Colson a lot. Mm-hmm. Pod Colson's really pod. fun. Um at the end of the, the at the end of the year, he was asked what his favorite English word was, and he said, Boost that it is. Um, <laughs> and he's fucking awesome. I love him to death. Um he had 26 points in 76 uh 79 games. And you know, he really started picking up the pace towards the end. Honestly, it was right after I went to the Islanders game and uh I saw him pot that goal. All right. All right. That was all. I was, I was cheered. I was like, I was like, but, and I, I could have swore I saw him look and give me a wink. He was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I thought he was really hitting a stride, you know, and he mentioned it at uh, in an interview that he did recently. You know, he was like, if I just converted on a couple more chances, I would hit 20 goals, which is like, you know, yeah, I, so did everybody else in the league. All right. Pop but, you didn't even let me finish. All right, finish I'm just finish. saying, I'm just saying, though, he didn't pot goals in. No. <laughs> um, no, I'm okay, just okay. Uh, here we go. We'll do it. We'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Give me um, one more time. But so no. But what? But what he meant by that was because he was put in the right circumstances, but he wasn't really just burying. You know, he was just missing the net or just shooting. You know, he wasn't getting the opportunities that he wanted. And um, you know, great for twenty year old. Honestly, I could have been more happy with the season for him. Also, Connor Garland, man. Yeah, the fifty-two points in seventy-seven games. Most of those are even strength points. I think he had three power play points. This says, yeah, dude, he had like the most uh, even strength points in the in on, on the team. People want him traded. I don't get it. he's five. I mean, he's going to be traded because you know. All right. Well, I know. I hope that's not true. Um, so yeah, you know, and obviously Demko is just Demko. He was keeping them in a lot of the games. Um, and so basically to sum it up, you know, the positives were that uh, you know, second half PD looked amazing. You know, and don't roll your eyes, bro. He was at like a hundred something point pace. For the last 40 something games. Um keeps that up over a season. Stop being a hot and cold player. Well, considering he was still getting over his wrist injury. You know. Uh, he was and, shooting pucks into his dryer in the basement. I'm sure he was over. Yeah, it. and his dryer in the basement, not a top chisel. Yeah, but everybody uh, was acting like he scored 50 goals in 10 games. You'd be doing the same Barzell could shoot, but he can't, so it's fine. Um I guess yeah. you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> then uh so we also had three thirty goal scorers in Horvat, Miller, and Petey. Which is pretty good, and considering that uh, you know full healthy season of Brock Besser, he might be able to get up to thirty, hopefully. Um, so you know we're hoping for him. And there was a lot of fight. I know it's a pretty basic thing. I know that's what losing coaches say and everything, but it's like, you know, I mean, you look at them every fucking night. I mean, they're all yelling and screaming. They they like want to win, you know, and like you could tell that they like were feeling it, especially at the Bruce bump and everything. They were totally feeling that like they had the momentum that they were totally able to. Uh, to, you know, make the playoffs, and it's just unfortunate they didn't. But again, they need it for the draft, which we'll get into in a couple minutes. Um, the, a couple negatives for this season is uh, they rode Demko to the ground. You know, they rode him to the end, which led to him having an injury. And, um, you know, this just goes into a whole goalie conversation where it's like, you know, how many games is the, uh, is like the sweet spot for a goalie to hit? You know, it's like, 
I think Demko had like 65 or something like that. He had like a lot of games played. Yeah. Which is like nuts. And you don't want your goalie to do that. You know, because they'll, they'll bust out their hip like in the span of like a couple of years. You yeah. Know, and you don't and want that. once the hip goes, the goalie goes. Exactly. And so, um, you know, you don't, you want the Canucks to stop that and um, or stop that from happening in the future. And, you know, who better to do that than Spencer Martin, who's obviously going to lead the Canucks to a cup. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. My hot take is 970 uh, uh, save percentage. It was 950. Well, it's going to be 970 when he wins the cup. Yeah, that imagine. Year. Uh, listen, 67 games played. Listen, listen, I need to say something about this because uh, just because I haven't had an outlet to say this without getting like tormented. Okay. I don't understand how Spencer Martin is immediately penciled in as the backup for next year, especially because he only had about five games in the NHL. And yeah, he looked amazing in those games, but that doesn't equate to him automatically being an NHL backup to me. I mean, would you I rather him or Halak? I'd rather Halak. But the reason, wait, now hold on. Halak played fine. But the reason why they didn't... <laughs> please, the you reason, weren't saying that in the regular season. I, well, looking back, I, I think I'd rather Halak. Okay, okay. Just okay. because, Well, just because you know what you're getting out of him. He's like a 905 to 910. I don't know what I'm getting out of Spencer Martin. I'd love to have Spencer Martin still on the team, but as like a third string goalie. Because I don't, I'm not fully convinced yet. I mean, he, again, he had the five good games, right? Halak had a lot of good games, but the Canucks didn't want to play him. Because of his whole contract clause, you know, where he if he can if he played more than 10, then they have one point five million against the cap this year, which, mm-hmm. of course, he hit because you can't play a goalie 80 games in a year. So, of course, Halak hit that. But my point being, basically, it's like, I don't know if Spencer Martin has proven himself enough to play 25 games in a season. I don't know if he's that good. I don't know. You know, I mean, again, I, I get that they're taking a swing on him. They're taking a swing on him for cheap. And I get that. And I'm glad that they are doing that instead of overpaying a backup. I get that. I'm fine with that. I just don't think that everyone penciling him in as an as a bona fide NHL backup is well. How much? Right how, now. What was his contract? It's two years, eight fifty thousand. So I think it's a one way deal, though. But but then again, which also, means that they that they see him as an NHL. Well, backup. then maybe the question is the cap, because like, how much space do they have? Do they have space to dump three million, four million into a backup goaltender? Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I'm saying that I, I do don't. appreciate how they are doing that, taking that waiver on a player who's under a million dollars. But I don't know if he can put up twenty five or twenty to thirty games. I don't know if he can yeah. do that and maintain. Well, I think above a nine ten. You well, know what I, I mean? don't think the Canucks are expecting to win this season. Realistically speaking, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm well, thinking that they maybe, should have traded JT Miller. But uh, well, that's I, well, I think that, I think that's what's <laughs> going to happen. I think they're going to trade JT Miller, get assets now, pick up, and then let like a couple of guys grow into their own. A little bit like those, you know, middle six, you know, pot holes in Hoaglander, like let them grow a little bit, yeah. let them get a little bit better. Obviously, you're not asking Demko to get better. You're just asking them to stay consistent for yeah, the next yeah. couple of seasons. And, you know, you give Spencer Martin that that opportunity to grow a little bit. And then, you know, you have that cap space, that, cla- uh, that cap flexibility. Or maybe you're looking to sign Miller long term, which is what they've been talking about, too. I don't know how much of that we'll get into the Miller conversation. Maybe yeah, next I mean, obviously or something, later. but because I honestly, though, I think that that is a little bit of posturing just because they don't want to make it seem like that. They are like, hey, we need to trade Miller. You know what I mean? Yeah, we obviously can't. Well, afford what him. I'm trying to say is like maybe they just don't have the money. Like, yeah, 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 like, yeah. And, and they're and they're trying to put it as a vote of confidence in Martin. And maybe there's a slim chance of confidence, but maybe it's just like a this is the only option we have. This is the only option that we have is to pay eight hundred fifty thousand for a backup goaltender. And this is the best that we got. Yeah, they could have paid Capo Kakinen 1.8, but you know, it's fine. No, I mean, but that's $2 million. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Listen, this is no knock to Spencer Martin. 
I I mean, I remember him texting him during the games that he was winning. I was like, holy shit, this dude is nuts. Yeah, no, but, I, you know, he needs to grow too. You need to, to give him the, you have to give him the opportunity to fail. So if they yeah, do it this yeah, season, yeah. then the next season when JT Miller's either off the cap or on the cap, <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah. be able to figure out a situation around him rather than worrying about a $3 million, potentially $4 million backup. Um, so then speaking of like, like dead cap and everything, uh, worrying about like $4 million, $3 million, you know, the de- defense was another weak point of the Canucks this season. It remained a weak point and has been for years. Um, just like, you know, stupid moves, stupid plays. Hamannick. Hamannick. Sorry, Hamannick that back fucked. Up. I, think, I think that just fucked up the Canucks from the start. Yeah. I mean, it was just a stupid contract, um, especially with the inconsistency. It's over now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. And the Did he inc- get a new team? He got traded to Ottawa. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I for remember a third, that. Now. And then yeah. they traded that third for Travis Han- uh, Dermott. Yeah, they fucking robbed. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, but, you know, the defense was a weak point, but honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, especially considering they had Luke Shen and Kyle Burroughs playing a lot of minutes. Oh, which Luke was, Shen, the elite defenseman. Which is crazy because I didn't expect, I always thought he was just seventh defenseman. But he's, he shouldn't be in a top pairing role, obviously. No, but I think but he's, definitely he's definitely a capable NHL defenseman, yeah, which is crazy. Top six guy. You know? Yeah, for top sure. Top six potential on NHL. Yeah. <laughs> For sure, low. and it's top like, six low. Yeah, and top, top six medium, I think. Medium. Yeah, but he's, he's like thirty-one because he won't grow. Top yeah, six, yeah, exact, because so yeah. he's at thirty-one, and he's yeah. probably about like a seventy-nine overall. Eighty. Yeah. yeah. On yeah, a good we'll, day. We'd say 79. Oh, well, he had a good season, so he, he, he bumped did. up to 80 for this season, yeah, yeah. and then he'll go back down to 79 after the end. He had, he had a good season. I appreciated watching him play. Um, but you know, again, the Tyler Myers contract, the OEL <laughs> contract. Um, <laughs> I know those two things. It's that, just they're gonna bury D the Canucks minus, for a while. That D minus. Yeah, referring to the athletic article today. Um, but again, we can get into the defense at another point. Um, and Huglander, you know, he had a sophomore slump. You know, a lot of people have been talking about him, saying that they want him out or that they're penciling him out of the lineup right now. Some people are even talking about him going to the AHL. I don't know why you wanted to go to the AHL. He's a he's a 21 year old guy who put up a point five points per game in his rookie season. Yeah, he slumped a little this year. I think he had like 20-something points in 60 games. That's not bad. It's still not bad. Listen, especially, don't be mad at the hog. But play, <laughs> players go through sophomore slumps. It's not a big deal. It happens all the time. You just hope that they come back better the next season. You work with them to make sure that they're in the right mind space to grow a little bit. And for me, it's like I don't like how everyone's penciling him out. And then it's like these signings, which we'll get into in a few minutes, it's like they push him down the lineup. And now Hoagliner's probably going to be playing on the fourth line. You know, yeah. Well, I mean, granted, he'll be playing. Curtis Lazar has good offensive upside, like for a fourth liner. I think he had like twelve goals this year or something like that. For yeah, a fourth yeah, line, yeah, you know, yeah, which yeah. is like well, he's also playing on Boston on a fourth line though. With like, I don't think he had good line mates. But regardless, though, I think him and Hugliner play a very good style, like similar style to where they like go in the boards. A cliche. They go deep in, into the boards and everything. You know, they they get in Man, the corners. Man, you're a great coach for a losing team. Ceiling, you're uh, a joke. Well, I've been a fan of a losing team for the fucking past decade. So. <laughs> you're learning the excuses, huh? <laughs> but, uh, a lot of but, research. But yeah, so I, I don't think that the Canucks fans should, or the Canucks management or coaching staff should uh, demote Huglander down or like talk him down or whatever, or want to trade him. Because again, you're selling low. We'll get into another point, I guess. But you know, you'd be selling low if you traded Huglander. You shouldn't. And just because he had a sophomore slump, doesn't mean you need to get rid of him. You just need to get work with him to get better. And that's all I have to say about the Canucks end of season. Closed. Whew. What do you think about the Canucks end of season? Take a bow. Take a thanks, bow. Thanks. Thanks. Well, you know, I, I thought it was a lot of fun, especially with how uh, 
close essentially the race was even though they were out of contention they were still kind of in contention in contention pretty much right up until the end so that's always good for the fans and that's always good for um you know the team especially the young guys like you keep mentioning um and we were kind of talking about where they were taking strides you know maybe they could have played a guy like martin a little more in that yeah. position you know maybe that would have been a little bit better uh, obviously i i don't know exactly how much martin played at the end of the season maybe he did for all i know i don't know if you remember but maybe popping him in there probably would have been a good tell for this season if he would be yeah. more capable. Um, give him more of a test, especially with Demko already getting kind of tired and, and hitting those amount of games. I guess they were still technically in the race. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they were worried about getting into the playoffs. So maybe that didn't work out. But no, I, I, I think the Canucks are, are plenty young. Um, OEL obviously is... It, like, he didn't I, look the worst this but year, but not up to his contract. Yeah, like he looked like a good defenseman, just not like a, a top great contract. But what's going to happen, though, and, and uh, obviously this is all kind of speculation. There's no numbers. There's no, for all we know, it could go the complete opposite way. But allegedly, with all the new TV deals, with all the jersey sales and all these new stuff, um, once they pay back this escrow bullshit, allegedly the cap is just going to skyrocket. I don't know what skyrocket means. I don't know. You know, we don't know what the figure is. We don't yeah. know what year that's coming. Is it next year? Is it the year after? So, you know, it has potential for his, I don't, what is his contract again? Oh, uh, the Canucks like are paying him 7.8. So 7.8. So 7.8 essentially in three years could look like what, what a $5 million contract looks now. Which still, do you want to pay still OEL sucks. five million? No, I no, die. but it, it's a lot more easier to stomach than it is now. Yeah. So uh, it sucks right now. And again, this two year window of letting their players grow, you know, especially if the cap does go up, you know, let's say three million dollars. Obviously, it's not going to make it look like a five million dollar contract, but you get what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. They'll have more uh, cap flexibility. Teams might be more receptive to taking him in again, especially teams that need to hit the cap floor. You got to look at teams like that to potentially take him. But then again, how much would you want to pay to remove him? Maybe I don't know if they are even looking that route. Maybe yeah. maybe they're thinking that he can still grow into himself and play better. I don't know. Well, apparently they're clear. trying. Apparently, he's been working on playing the right side. Which would be great because Dude, could you imagine Quinn Hughes and OEL on the same? <laughs> that would be great. I think that would I think that would do a ton for OEL. I think it'd be do a ton for the Canucks then because then you have then second pair. Travis Dermott shouldn't be playing top four, but you could put Travis. But he's Dermott young and enough Myers. to where that like you don't know what his real ceiling is. Like yeah. obviously we all have an idea of his potential. Like we have him as a top six D medium potential right yeah. now. You know what I mean? But like. You never know. Maybe mm-hmm. he can grow into something given the opportunity. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, and, and this, these are all like, especially take- with an elite top pair. I'm saying elite in air quotes because OEL should be elite, even though he's yeah, not yeah. yet. But let's say you're playing with a guy like Quinn Hughes and you're playing on that top pair with mm-hmm. those top line, uh, you know, those top minutes. Maybe he does. Maybe he does like start to fulfill 80% of his contract, which would, yeah, be, which would be great, which would be amazing for the Canucks. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I think uh, I think they're a good spot. I think they're really young. I think uh, they have to figure out what they're doing with JT Miller. Um, whether oh, it's keeping him, and I we know. can have this conversation again later. I know we I keep have this saying conversation that. next week. But it's such. But it, but that's the thing though. And everybody keeps saying it. This is what it's like. The first domino. Determine. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's the first domino. And once and this just, domino falls, sucks. you don't know if we're going to the left, which is green pastures, or if we're going this way, which is the unknown dark. 
Yeah, and it's like you know we keep getting jerked. We kept getting jerked around like free agency and Episode the draft. 69, and you like, can't you can't say that. You can't say that. <laughs> um, what's it called? But you know, it's like you keep getting jerked around about him like not getting yeah. traded. Him getting traded, they want an extension. They don't want an extension. He wants too much, and it's like. What the fuck you is going on? You just what the future holds. Yeah, like, let's understood. get on with it. If you're going to trade him, trade him now. Yeah. No, anyway. we'll see. Anyway. Um, but no, I think the Canucks are going to do great. I think uh, next season is going to be relatively the same. Maybe yeah. more the second half Canucks. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. They're going to be more a the second. team right now. But we yeah. can get into predictions. Yeah, um, we'll do predictions all the time. Of like how like the standings go in another episode. Well, So stay tuned. Stay tuned on the next episode of the Clapper Report. Where we <laughs> uh, listen, uh, you, you got to do your Beastie Boy voice, but it's fine. We'll, we'll say that. We'll say that one too. So anyway, we're gonna get on Islander talk. Welcome, Islander fans. Hope you guys stayed. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot to look forward to, isn't there? No, I'm just kidding. This season, uh, well, the end of this season, I guess we'll just go here. Um, well, where do we leave off? I think we left off where I was uh, touting that the Islanders are going to make a comeback. Oh my God! Wait, so I, I, so I recently listened to, <laughs> to the last episode that we like listened to the beginning, and um, I skipped ahead a little bit, and all I hear is you going, "Captain America's going to lift the Stanley Cup," and I'm like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about?" And I skip forward, and I, and then I'm just like going at you. I'm like, "Anders Lee is not Captain America. He's not lifting the cup anywhere." <laughs> I know you were saying that if the Islanders got into the playoffs, they would be winning the cup. Yeah. Well, that's what that, I, I still stand behind. That. I still stand well, behind well, that. If, if the if the stars aligned to a perfect uh, route there for them and they made the playoffs, oh, we didn't even mention this. Colorado wouldn't have been hoisting the cup. Cal McCarr wouldn't be the GOAT that he was this postseason. It would have been yeah. fucking Captain America hoisting it. No, oh, well. Anyway, I didn't happen. Um, it was actually miserable the end of the yeah, season. Right. We didn't mention the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I went to a couple games, actually, um, towards the end of the season, which was nice. Yeah. Um, except they lost the majority of them. So that was kind of an <laughs> L. Um, but uh, no, it was a good season. The inaugural, epi- uh, inaugural episode, ignore <laughs> season for the Highlanders at UBS Arena was pretty dope. It was fun to experience. Um, sucks it ended the way that it ended. Um, no surprise that they didn't pull that uh that that comeback into the playoffs. Um, you were like, if if Washington loses the next ten games, I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's. They happening. had to lose seven of their next like twelve. <laughs> it was bad, but it wasn't that bad. It they were mathematically bad, eliminated, so you could still daydream about it. You're still putting the car flag on. <laughs> And I had I had I had sticky notes at work all drawn up. Bro, it was of like so bad. fucking every potential game yeah. that they had, <laughs> oh, that was, and like who they can potentially lose to, and, and every was, team like, that they should have won, every game they should have won, they lost, which was giving me hope, and then every team they should have lost to, like completely shit the bed. Yeah, uh, you know, and I was getting this at work every day, like literally every day. I was up getting updated. I was like, dude, fuck off, just like, grow up, let it go. It's like a little kid when, you, when they're like in denial about Santa Claus being real. It's just like that, you know, that was me. Like, no, no, I thought I saw him one year. It's like, ah, no, it was me in a beard. I didn't shave that. Night, you know, like, <laughs> like it was pretty brutal. And, and everybody on the team all all year long essentially regressed. There really wasn't much progress from anybody yeah. on the team. Um, yeah, besides literally. two guys, Noah Dobson and Brock Nelson. Love Noah Dobson. Dude, Noah Dobson getting <laughs> sicker and sicker by the day. 80 games played, 13 goals, 38 assists. 
with 51 points. The Dob father clapping bombs from the point. It was nice watching him. Yeah, Yeah. because like even if he wasn't scoring, he was taking really good shots and like actually Mm -hmm. putting the puck in play on like any other Islander. It's great defenseman. And I'm even talking forwards. I feel like he probably took more shots than all of them. Like this dude was actually getting involved in the play, and it was really nice to finally fucking see. Um so you know, he he took a tremendous step forward this off season, uh, this season. So um, it's gonna be interesting to see how he plays next year. Um, also, you got to keep in mind too is that he put up fifty one points, playing with the likes of Andy Green, yeah. playing with Zdeno Chara. Yeah. Every once in a while, maybe he'll get it on there with like Pelik or Polak, but like that was rare. Um, so you know. Oh, Aho and Salo, he would play with two sometimes. Well, according to you, Aho and Salo are future top fencemen. Um, really quick, just to tell you, he did lead the team in shots with 190. Second was Brock Nelson at 171. Exactly. Dude, like, that's nuts. Like, he is a defenseman leading the team in shots. Yeah, we keep bumping these. It's oh kind of my God. I kind of yeah, like it. Episode 69 like, is going to get a little spicy the, here in a minute. The thing at the table, my fault. No, it's okay. Our hair keeps fucking tying knots together. It's fine. <laughs> So, no, yeah, no Dobson, man. Um, it's going to be nuts. And, you know, we're going to talk later about the draft and the trades, but Alexander Romanov coming in. Um, yeah. Let's talk about that. But uh, <laughs> Alexander <laughs> Romanov coming in, no matter what, is an instant upgrade from whoever his pairing was. And this is assuming he's going to play on a second pair with him, which, you know, we also <laughs> we also assumed other things at the beginning of last season, who was going to play with who, and it just never happened. So... Romanov and Dobson, I think, are going to be great. And I think you're going to see Dobson blossom even more. Um, I also mentioned Nelson with 72 games played, 37 goals. Led the team in goals and 22 assists for 59 points, which led the team. Technically tied for first with Barzell with 59 points, which is just Mm. embarrassing for a team. Embarrassing for everybody. Embarrassing for everybody. Um, I mean, Nelson with 37 goals, though. You love that. That was awesome. But but what was frustrating about Nelson, too, is that um, he was so hot and cold all throughout the season, Mm -hmm. which is so weird because he has 37 fucking goals. And imagine if he was able to stay hot, the kind of player Nelson could be. Yeah. But also then again, and I had this argument all the time with a lot of fans online, is that everybody was talking shit about all of our older forwards. And I get it. And I understand the argument that, you know, we're getting old and blah, blah, blah. The Islanders' Corsi 4 was 46%, (sighs) meaning that they were in the defensive zone majority of the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you got to like look at it this way. If you had a defense that didn't have Zidane O'Char or Andy Green, Mm-hmm. I, I think that that I think they can easily get back to 50 cent maybe even positive Corsi 4 maybe like a 50-52% because now you're not going to be tired the puck's not going to be in your zone all the time because like I swear to God if I had to watch one more shift as Dano Char getting the puck dumped into his own side <laughs> yeah. and then just watching him get ripped from the puck every single time I was going to throw up so you know you have tired forwards you have a tired team who's only playing defense mm-hmm. and of course they're going to make mistakes of course they're not going to shoot as much you had a defenseman lead the team in fucking shots yeah I don't know I know I'm making a lot of excuses for them, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, I think the team next season is going to be a lot better offensively. You're mm. going to have to look at players like Bouvillier to take a step forward. You're going to yeah, boo, fuck him right now. You're going to have to look at players like Walsham to f- take that step forward that he was Please, supposed to take Wally. this year. Oh. You know, I mean, obviously he was up and down the lineup, out of the lineup. He was fucking all over the place. So next season, you want to see another step out of him. 
And, and of course, guys like Palmieri, like he can't have a slow ass start like he did. Yeah. He dude hit hard. Exist in most nights. He hits hard. Dude plays hard. He, he he passes well. He shoots well. And when he scores, he and he gets on a hot streak. He he plays well. Mm-hmm. He actually played really well towards the end of the season. And um, you know, not to be like second half PD here, but uh, no, nah, he was he was <laughs> playing really well. He had a lot of goals taken back. So I think I think it was literally like six or something goals that were taken back. You know, by review, mm-hmm. which sucks. But you know, obviously there are no goals, but whatever. So I think that he's. I think they're gonna do well. They fired Barry Trotz. It's no longer the Barry Minute. I know. I was upset. We had the Barry Minute. That was our Islander Talk segment. Now it's gone, but whatever. Um, I don't know. Every all, all the fans hate it, and all the fans are like, fire Lou. Oh, my God. The Islanders aren't going to do anything. Barry Trotz was the only thing. They act as if Barry Trotz fucking suited up, played fucking first-line center, and fucking carried them to this uh, Eastern Conference final back-to-back seasons. What? Like, coaches do a lot. Coaches do a lot. But they're not the fucking players on the ice. They're not the players on the ice. Like, I think Barry Trotz did do a lot. He did an amazing job of getting the Islanders to back-to-back Eastern Conference Finals. There's a reason he won the Jack Adams. He is a great head coach. It's not the end of the world that they moved on from him. It's not the end of the world. And especially considering that they brought in Lane Lambert as the new head coach. That's an awesome move because you brought in a successor of him. A guy who has played under him for a couple of years now, I think like three or four years at least. Plus, he traveled with him from the Capitals. Don't fact check that; it's probably wrong, but I'm pretty um, sure that actually, happened. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. He followed him, or maybe that was the goalie coach. Whatever is what it is. Um, so you have a guy who was also highly touted as a head coach. There was a ton of teams for the past two seasons that were talking about Lane Lambert interviewing and becoming their head coach, but he never did it. Why was there a game plan that he wasn't going to become the head coach of the Islanders? You never know. Because that was also the talk was that, you know, every, Barry took a ton of games off this season because there was family issues. I want to say his mother passed away, if I remember I correctly. I think she was really, no. She was either really sick or she passed away. I believe she passed away. So Sorry, he, I'm getting Bruce, I'm Bruce Boudreaux's uh, mom is really old and everything. That's, yeah. Sorry. So I believe his mother passed away. So he took a lot of games off, wanted to be closer to his family. That's why he was going to go to Winnipeg. But now he decided that he didn't want to be the coach. So there was a lot of things that could have happened. It could have been him just simply not wanting to coach anymore. It was just fielding offers just for the sake of like keeping the conversation going with other uh, keeping the conversation flowing with all the other teams in the <laughs> NHL and making sure that they knew what his game plan was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of conversation in that what happened with him and everyone's like, oh, fire Lou. But I I think the team is going to be just fine. And I forgot I was trying to find a YouTube video and I watched it probably two months ago. Oh, God, I forgot the YouTuber and everything. But um, he came out with a video where he showed the stats of like a team under a new head coach because of Bruce. Mm -hmm. I think he's a Canuck fan, actually, the guy. Um, Bruce, there it is. And so because of Bruce, he made an entire video where like he shows that teams in the NHL always historically play way better under a new head coach, no matter where they were, no matter how bad that team was before the firing after the firing the team always does much better, mm. always does much better. And, you know, obviously this is a rookie coach, a head coach, I should say rookie head coach, but I think that he has a ton of history. He has a ton of years in the league and a ton of years in other leagues and as head coaches on, you know, smaller teams, and I, I think that he has a great support system. They got in two new assistant coaches that um, 
one play with the Red Wings and he was uh, part of the rookie development. So guys like Mo Sider, uh, you know, all those big forwards that they have, all those diamond in the roughs that they have, they were they were working with him. Um, I want to say that was uh, Doug Howda was the one who was the um, Red Wing guy. Could be wrong. I actually believe that's correct. I think he was a Red Wing guy. And they're also bringing in John McLean, which they just announced after um, they did announce Brian Wiseman. He was the Michigan coach. Mm. They, or one of the coaches on Michigan, but then they decided, I guess, not to bring him on. So now John McLean is coming in. So that video, do you remember if it was um, like the bump happened after like it was midseason, the firing or if do you remember if it happened like the next season too? <laughs> I think because I know I always hear that about like midseason then players. Always yeah, get maybe maybe it was maybe it was maybe it was midseason, but I think they were even talking about like full seasons afterward. I was a part of the stats that he was providing. Teams just always get better with a new head coach. Well, it looks like uh, the Canucks are going to be fucking goaded. I know. So like, Bruce, you know, there it is. So that's what I'm saying. You're probably going to see second half Canucks, but um, I don't know. I, that, that's pretty much the end of the season as a whole. I mean, I know I kind of went into the mainly off season stuff, but there really wasn't much to talk about at the end of that season. Cause it was just horrible to watch. Oh yeah. Chara may be retired. Maybe retired. Maybe retired. He hasn't decided yet. Like, all right, dude, enough. Just let it go. Yeah, I think I Lou, love you. I think Lou Lamoureux likes the quiet game a little too much. I think he's always the winner in that. Oh yeah, I know. especially if people in the room uh, don't shave their face. Oh yeah, I would never last in that locker room. No. All right. Anyway, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Close on the book. Let's talk about the draft. All right. Let's talk about the draft. All right. So, um, what's called? So I came over. Right to watch the draft. Oh yeah, yeah, you were here. I was here. Got and, a little uh, loaded on accident on a work day. Yes, yes, yes. But it happens, right? Yeah, you know, to the best of us. Such is life. Might might happen tonight. Um, and so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, what's it called? So we're sitting there, you know. Uh, I, we don't, you know, Shane Wright slipped from first to fourth. Oh, um, stare down, fucking loser. All I right, no, Wright. no, 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 no. Because no, no. Speak your truth. Nobody's heard it here. No, Shane Wright. I like. I get it. I get it. But the kid is fucking like he reminds me. He reminds me of like the typical white boy from the Hamptons. All right, who, Snowflake. Who Relax. daddy put him in the best hockey team with the best hockey equipment, and he was with <laughs> the best you trainers. You never told me this part. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm making this up. Right? No, I'm making this up. But like this is, I'm, I'm explaining my thoughts right now. And he reminds me of the guy who, who's played hard, and everybody's told him he's good, and everybody since he was 13 years old was like, "You're gonna be the first pick in the draft, kid." Keep it up. And he was great. He was good. But now he's gone kind of again to the point to where he thinks he's good. Like he thinks he's good enough. He knows. Well, he knows I'm doing quotations. There's no video this week. Quotations. He's good enough where he doesn't have to work that hard. And that's what a lot of people were talking about. They were talking like all the all the um, scouts were saying that his work ethic wasn't there and his attitude. Are, wasn't you, are there. you talking about uh, do you know you're talking about hockey? That's like all the fucking kids that like get drafted. So they're all getting drafted. Uh, from these teams that they're told that they're the best, they've always been the best in their leagues. Their parents pay thousands of dollars for these trainers. That like that's yeah, all of no, them. No, I all know, of them. I know. But again, the main point was the attitude. That's why I said the Hamptons. They all have an attitude. Look at Isaac Howard, oh your my favorite God. fucking player. I hate him. No, no, no. You were like, well, like you said, definitely. It was something a joke because like he looks like a douchebag. Mm-hmm. He's he he's not even no no he's not even Hamptons. That's Port Jeff, like the fake rich. <laughs> 
<laughs> he go, he walks in with the fucking suit that he got from Marshalls and the chain that he got from his friend in He's high like, school. He, he didn't even wear a fucking suit, bro. He wore a fucking turtleneck. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, got, he got the loser. fucking Marshall no, special. No, you know, I appreciated him wearing something different. I, I thought his comments afterwards were too much. All right, but anyway, back anyway, to the sorry, main yeah, fucking culprit here. Shane Wright. Everybody was saying that his attitude was that I deserve to be the first. I am the first. And like they, none of them, none of the scouts for three years, none of the scouts liked his fucking demeanor. None of the scouts liked. I mean, the kid got the kid lost his first round draft pick. uh, First overall pick went down to the fourth. And what does he do? He stares him down. And he says he says that that wasn't it. But come on. It was like, give it a rest. That's what it was. You're a loser. You have a bad attitude. Maybe he turns it around. Bro, Maybe this like, is what he needed. Like, it's he needed to say, be humble. Okay, but it's better than Logan Cooley saying, I'm so thankful to be drafted to the Coyotes. I'm really excited to play in Arizona. No, you're fucking not. You want to play in like Toronto or something. You I want him play to in, say that. You want to play in New You want him to say that? I'm here for the NBA like drama, bro. I am here for the stare down. The Coyotes I'm here for aren't the that bad. I'm here for all of well, that. What, what, what I was trying to get at this, Slavowski, fucking it. first overall pick. This dude is a fucking goon. He's this a dude fucking loser. Slavkowski sucks. This I'm dude is scared. a fucking goon. I'm kidding, Slavkowski. He goes, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm just going to work hard. If that's what he believes, that's what he believes. He's not He's not sitting there attacking. He's not saying that I am the best. He's not saying that I deserve PR to go first. He's probably telling him to say Look, that. And he's like, he's like, Okay, I'm Mr. Prim and Proper. I can do you know this. Who, you know, you know who is a perfect player? A perfect, perfect example of this. Give me a perfect example. Jack Eichel. Who? Shane Wright is literally going to be Jack Eichel 2.0. Okay. He's cool. literally going to be still a great player. I know you don't like Jack Eichel. He sucked. No, he didn't. This season suck. he sucked and he was a cancer in the locker room. Uh, Buffalo instantly got better after losing him. Bro, because they jerked him around, bro. They wouldn't let him get a fucking surgery oh, that he no, wanted. No, 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 no. Even the lock even the locker room before that can for you, years. Can you blame him always- though? Can you blame him? Can you blame him? Yes. For no. having a shitty attitude? Maybe yes. he should have been named Be captain. Be a leader. Maybe he shouldn't have been named captain just because he's the best player on the team, though. Be a leader. He was a shitty locker room cancer, and he's pulling down Vegas now. Oh, my. Vegas is okay, but wait. We can both say Vegas has been shit with like treating the players, yeah, treating them for no reason. No, no, now no, he's no it's not it, Eichel. It da- they were trending oh, up. They, no, they brought, weren't. Yes, they were in a playoff spot. They bring Jack Eichel and they lose the playoff spot. And whose fault is that? Jack that, Eichel. But literally the from the goal, first game, the, the, second, wait, wait, the guy who said that he was hey, going to hey, be better hey, than hey. McDavid. The guy who said he was gonna be better Good than McDavid. Good for him. He should fucking say that. Be confident in yourself. Listen, wait. That's a locker room cancer. But wait, wait. You're gonna tell me that he's a locker room cancer because the first game that he plays, they lose. Literally, you think that he made a difference like that? You think that a cancer happened in the day like that? No, it's not how it happened. Vegas just sucks. Vegas is cursed. They're gonna. Be I'm cursed. just saying, Jack Eichel's a dickhead. They probably bet against themselves or something. Like, he's not I, a dickhead. I take that back. But he's not like he's he's not, cocky. He's Confident cocky. Good. And that doesn't gel well good. in a lot he of locker be. rooms. As long as he's not. And that's a, what people saw in Shane Wright, and they didn't want to make the same mistake that Buffalo did with Shane Wright. Uh, with uh, 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 Jack Eichel. Look, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, so uh, okay. Another again, another time. So Hovkowski went first, Nemish went second, uh, Cooley went third, and then Wright went fourth to Seattle. Yada yada. Yada yada. That was the big point, right? So it was about this point, I think. I think it was around fourth or fifth, right? <laughs> that also. So we're scrolling through Twitter because we saw something. It was like Islanders working on a trade, and it didn't specify with who at first. And and uh, and I go, oh dude, I, we were like looking at Freeman's tweet and shit, and we're like, oh okay, so we're we're itching to 
to to look right. So I'm thinking Tarasenko's coming. Yeah, I'm like, Daddy, Dad, uh, Vladdy's coming. And they're baby. saying the 13th overall is in pick and the play. So we're like, what Daddy, the fuck? Vladdy, baby. So then all of a sudden, it's Freeman goes something between Vancouver and the Islanders, and I immediately go, Bro, 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 bro. I show him, and I go, We can't look at our phones. We need to like watch it be announced, right? All this stuff, whatever. So we we were adhering to that, right? Like we were yep, not looking yep, we at our phones. It. We were, you know, whatever. So all of a, a sudden, all of a sudden, Bettman goes, "We have two trades to announce." Two and, trades, and we were like, "Oh my god!" And I saw Damien's heart grow from his uh, his chest to his balls. He happy sixty nine. He was like, "Oh my god!" I go, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" JT Miller to the Islanders for for Dobson Walsh from Ratu. No, I'm just playing. But so he was, you know, so whatever. Then the trade happens. Alex Romanov to the Islanders for the 13th overall pick and a third. No, it was was Romanov and a third to the Islanders for the 13th overall pick. Mm -hmm. And 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 we were like, oh, Mm -hmm. huh? Mm -hmm. And we were both kind of like confused. And then they traded the the 13th overall pick to Chicago for Kirby Doc. I know. Imagine we got fucking Kirby Doc. What? Instead of Romanov, that would have been our fucking forward. Bro, I know. I didn't even think about that literally until just I now. I didn't either. I didn't you... like put that in my fucking brain yeah. until right now. We could wow. have had a forward. Imagine that. Kirby Marzo. Doc. Uh, you could put Brock Nelson on second line with Kirby Doc. But yeah, anyway. Oh. So yeah, All so right, that's, anyway. that, that was just a little story of how we were, uh, how that happened during the draft. Um, and then two weeks later, the Canucks selected Jonathan Lekaramaki uh, with that was my Patrick Alvin impression. Um, you know, he's a really skilled winger. He's got a wicked shot. You know, he still needs to feel like he's pretty uh, lanky. I almost said Yankee. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's also got a really good pass. You know, he's a really good offensive player. Um, and again, just super fast. Uh, I like him a lot. He's instantly Canucks best um, prospect. I think he had nine points in 26 SHL games. He was over a point per game in the J20s oh, yeah. for uh, Sweden. So, you know, pretty sick. But then the best draft pick for the Canucks was at number 80 in the third round, Elias Patterson. But he likes to be called Elias. Now, that's going to be the differentiation oh between my God. Elias and Elias. Um, and guess who his favorite player is? Elias Patterson. He's such a dork. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, memes aside, though, it looks like a good pick for the Canucks. You know, he's a steady left uh, shot defenseman, which they don't need, but he's steady. He's calm. And he looks comfortable with him with that puck, you know. Uh, he's mobile, but he also plays really physical too. He looks like he's gonna be a project pick for sure, maybe three years from now. But uh, you know, he looks like a decent defensive prospect, and uh, I'm excited for him. Nice. And then the other uh, Canucks players that drafted were kind of you know, I mean, they drafted oh, oh my god, da- Damien, Damien something. Oh, nah. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. Nah, now I just look unprofessional. But yeah, you know, well, no, I'm going to be playing I, out I, there. I'm going to be their left wing. Oh, um, yeah. Going to be I, a fourth line goon. But. I like one of their seventh round picks, uh, Kirill Kartoshevichikov. Um, see something he's from. Trees of uh, upside there, I see. Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Russia, but he played Clearly. in the OHL. Yeah, and he actually looked pretty decent for seventh round pick. Again, another project. I mean, it's know. good that he's playing here in the OHL. He's yeah, yeah, he wants to play. Well, exactly. He's already he was already over here. Yeah. Nice. Uh, which Kaprizov came back today. I know. Thank God. Yeah. I know. So anyway, um, Islanders. Islanders. So, yeah, I mean, obviously trading that first sucked. I was literally pissed because I was all hyped all day about this fucking draft. 
hyped we up. Both I had, had the jersey mock on. Drafts. Yeah, mock drafts. I knew who we were getting. Like he thought they were going to Brad. That they were going to pick Brad Lambert. <laughs> yeah, but he went. Nepotism. At, like, he went at like what eight. <laughs> No, dude. He went at like 26. Oh, he went at like 20. Yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong guy because there was another guy that I wanted that went really early. I can't even think of the names anymore. That's how bad I am with remembering shit. Was it Marco Casper? No, I liked Marco Casper. No. Um, I'm going to look really quick. Yeah, if you could look uh, at like the first, like, obviously first 10 picks, I could tell you who it was. And he went really high. He went like six or seven, which just made it even more funnier or maybe even higher than that. All right, let's see. It was he a forward? Uh, he had to be, yeah, because I would never want to say Matt to- Savoy, Connor Geeky. No, let me see. Uh, oh, Frank Nazar went thirteenth. I like yeah, Frank, Frank Nazar went thirteenth. He went for our pick, but it was um, I get- <laughs> no, it was Connor Gauthier who went fifth. <laughs> but but there was a lot of like uh, there was a lot of uh, websites that had him going like twentieth. You know what I mean? And he went fifth, and I was like, okay, well, there went that, you know. Uh, but anyway, 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 um, the Islanders, uh, they had their second, third, fourth, fifth, and a sixth-round pick uh, with the second-round pick, 65th overall towards the end of it. Um, they got Calais Odelius, uh, defenseman, apparently really great skating, apparently really good defensive skills as well. Yep. I liked him as a good uh, late first-round pick. I was surprised he went this far. Yeah, he went really deep, which, again, like, it, and Basically I saw a, a third lot round of— round pick. I saw a lot of similar, uh, not similarities, but a lot of people <laughs> like saying, like calling back to like the Aturatu pick. Granted, Aturatu wait, wait, wait. was supposed to be, you know, um, the A2 Ratti. A2 Ratti was supposed to be like the first overall pick. He was supposed to be like, uh, what's his name? Um, we just fucking talked about Shane him. Shane Wright. Shane Wright. Jesus Such Christ. You see how loser. bad so I am on Avon now? He was supposed to be Shane Wright, you know what I mean? Then he got, uh, then he really stared down every team when he got picked in the second round. But um, <laughs> he actually watched them as they left too. They all left in yeah, their limousines. He was staring. He was like, he was staring at them all. Yeah. So Aturatu, um, you know, they they were saying that that like they got a steal in the late second, yeah. which was nice. Um, I don't know much about the third round pick Quinn Finley. Not gonna lie, but it's a. I'm pretty sure he was a big uh, left winger. Well, I know he's a left winger, but apparently he was big, which is nice. Maybe Anders Lee 2.0 here because we got him pretty late in draft two. We got him in like a fourth or fifth round pick. Does he play similar? If he's big, he's probably a power forward, hopefully. (laughs) Um, Another good pick was Isaiah George. A lot of people were very hyped up about him. I mean, I just loved it because he was uh, on the London Knights. I I saw him going in the third round. So, again, in the fourth round, it's a good pick. Yeah, late fourth round, I believe. Um, So, you know, I got the London Knights jersey, so I'm about to get his name on the back. Hell yeah. Call it out. (laughs) Um, and then the fifth and the sixth have no clue who they are. Matthew Maggio and Dalen Kufler. Kufler. No. I think I got that right. Yeah. So, I mean, um, those are both forwards. So, you know, good depth forwards. You know, maybe something happens. One of them doubt it, but whatever. We'll see. Um, but I am hyped up about the defenseman pick. Um, apparently NHL ready skating. Is that a homer telling me this? Maybe he he, he looks like it though. Again, that's why I had I saw him in the first round. Yeah, so I think know, in my mock it, that I had, I think I put him like twenty four or twenty five or something. Which honestly, that's great because if you can come in now and play in the NHL now, no, you wouldn't play in the NHL now. I mean, I mean AHL now, oh, play in the okay. AHL this season. I apologize. Potentially, if we lose Mayfield in the off season, maybe he could be like a Mayfield replacement for next season. I, mean, I that may be pushing it a little too early. Yeah, yeah. I but if he's already an NHL ready air quotes again i know we don't have video i mean he would only be playing a limited third pairing role 
I don't know. We'll I see. Mean, well, but, I mean, usually the Swedish players. But also we have Salo that, and Aho and all those guys. So, oh. And Holmstrom, who's your favorite. They're, they're all He's your favorites. Forward, they're, all, so. they're all apparently going to be the best prospects in the world. They're all going to be going to do it too. They're all going to be better. Yeah, exactly. Yada, yada, yada. Um, what's called? Yeah, usually with the Swedish players, they usually go back for another year after their ju- they go from the junior league to the SHL usually. Um, so he might take a year over there. I think he was marinate. in the SHL already, though. Well, I know, but sometimes they split between the junior leagues and the uh, and the SHL, that's what happened with Lecker and Mackey. Lecker and um, Mackey. Lecker. Jonathan Lecker and Mackey. Um, anyway, so yeah. Yeah, that's that. I'm done with the draft. I hated it. I was bored. Yeah, yeah, you were. You were waiting for it to be over. And I was like, no, bro, come on. We need to watch pick number 31. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. This is so fucking boring. The Islanders didn't do shit. We got Alexander Romanov for a 13th overall pick, which I don't hate that much anymore. But I was pissed at the time. Yeah. All right. Now to free agency. But first. Let me get a selfie. No. No. Oh, did you flip it around? I didn't do anything. Oh, dude. I was going to do like a little. <laughs> I just wanted a little segue. <laughs> so free agency, just because the Islanders didn't do anything. <laughs> free agency. Um, Damn it. We'll talk about the big one after we just talk about the Canucks quick. Yeah. Um, so Ilya Mikheyev um, signed with the Canucks four years, 4.85 million. The Canucks add another middle six winger to their already middle six wingered out lineup. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, a slight overpay. I was thinking slight four by f- overpay. I was thinking we get four by four or four point like two five. That's a steep overpay uh, for a third uh, liner. He's not a third liner, but okay. he was a third liner. Yeah, on but the he Maple still Leafs. put like twenty goals on the third line with but playing he, with nobody. But he played on the Maple Leafs. But he played with like shit people. Okay. The Leafs are only Matthews. All right. Nylander, Marner, and Tavares. All he didn't right. play with any of those guys. All right. Well, that's anyway, still a lot of anyway, players to take the heat. But okay. Yeah, yeah, anyway. No, you're, okay. Right. you're right. So, you're right. You're right. Well, you're so right. Leafs fans' reactions to this were actually really funny. They were saying, McKayev sucks. Soup is done. And I'm like, I don't know why everyone calls him soup. Apparently, he just likes soup, which is fucking stupid. No, uh, they were calling uh, Campbell soup. No, they were also calling him soup. I swear, bro. I saw people calling him soup. You're getting delusional now. No, I'm delusional not. Because I remember going. No, I remember. Because <laughs> I remember going. Why the fuck are they calling this guy soup? <laughs> His name's Soup now too. How do you Wait, have two I'm soups? I'm looking it up right now. How do you because, have two soups on one team? Uh, I, dude, I don't know. How do you have two soups? That's what I want to know. They have soup. McKayev's not. Oh yeah, look, Superman. I'm, people call him soup. Oh, because he had a fucking video of him eating soup. Why do they call Ilya McKayev soup? Because he's eating uh, wait, soup. McKayev became known as the soup man after professing his love for soup last season. <laughs> Bro, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, it's soupid. What, what soup does he like? You're so stupid. I'm soup-ed. so stupid. Fuck you. <laughs> um, ah. Anyway, so yeah, Lee's fans reaction. They were like, soup is not worth that much. Yeah, man. Get a fucking grip, bro. You guys are paying Alex Kerfoot for doing nothing. You guys are paying all these. You guys are paying like Tavares $11 million dollars to play third line minutes. <laughs> exactly. And just like shut the fuck up. I, I can't stand Leafs fans unless you're like a cool Leafs fan. But, you know, <laughs> no, anyway. they're all shit. Most of them, bro. Oh, so if you guys are on Twitter, follow uh, like their worst armchair GMs. <laughs> they're trades. horrible. Bro, the amount of Leafs trades on there is so hysterically stupid. 
You guys need to get a grip. There's anyway. even Bad Islander ones. We got to do a whole video about that. We do. Yeah, we, we need to talk about that at some point. There's a bunch of them that are really good. Um, a lot of JT Miller ones too. No, not really a lot, but you know, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, I don't think it's that much of an overpay. I do think it's a slight overpay. I'm not. I'm. I'm pretty lukewarm about it. I want to wait until and see how he plays. Um, if he plays with like Horvat and Garland, maybe, and he puts up 25 goals, I'll be happy. Honestly, I'll be fine with that. Um, he also didn't have any power play time, which is why I'm kind of hoping that there's a little bit of room for upside for him, especially because he's really fucking fast. Did you see a video of him like skating side by side with McDavid? Yeah, doubt doubt McDavid was even putting 30% of his power into no, Okay, sure. anyway, but so sure, yeah. Sure. So then next up is Dakota Joshua. Are you telling me Ilya Mikheyev is as fast as Connor McDavid? Did you not see the video of it? Look it up while I'm talking, because I know you don't have anything oh, to add about Dakota Joshua. God. Look it up. Yeah, no, I'm so serious. It happened. Granted, they both didn't have the puck, but yeah, it was. <laughs> no, but seriously, it was. I was like, whoa. Um, so, any, so you're such a dick. Uh, at least the Canucks did something in free agency. Uh, Dakota Joshua signed two years by 825,000. You know, I like him for depth, but a lot of people are penciling him in as a bottom six player. But, you know, has, he hasn't really proven anything at the NHL level yet with the Blues organization. You know, it's like. Canucks management is already saying that he's a bottom six player, but what does that leave? You know, there's so many middle six players that that pushes everybody down, including Huglander. Like everyone penciling Huglander into the fourth line. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's like, so I don't know if that's he had steam before McDavid even started anyway, skating. Yeah, oh anyway, my oh god. god. Anyway, look, he, he's already full. He's already full four strides before McDavid even starts. He was a full no, three strides, isn't, bro. Are you kidding me? Get it, Greg. I'm not entertaining this. I'm not entertaining this. I'm putting this in 25% speed. Oh my God. Playback speed. Yeah, your brain's going at 25% speed. Are you kidding me? 0.25. You ready? All right, Mikheyev. He is one. One. Two, three strides before McDavid even does one. Oh, oh my god! god. And, Anyways, and then McDavid's instantly at his speed the first stride. Then why didn't he go faster than him? Because McKayev had three steps on him. But if he caught ahead, then all right, keep going. All right, Dakota Joshua. Anyway, better than Damian at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, who am I? I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> Um, what's it called? Yeah, you know, again, everybody in the Canucks management is even saying he's a bottom six player, but I don't think I again, I similar to Spencer Martin, I'm not convinced. Um, <laughs> uh, and and then speaking of um, not being convinced about well, players, you know, Andre Kuzmenko, I mean, you know, I'm glad he's a part of the team, I think that he's going to be a decent player, but everyone's already saying he's a top six winger, and I think some Canucks fans are delusional with that. Um, <sighs> A lot are, yeah, because everyone's penciling him in on a top six line, uh, and I don't think that that's true. I don't know why. Uh, you're bugging me out, man. I don't know why. Like everybody's automatically assuming he's gonna get, he's gonna get fifty points. I'm like, bro, what? What? I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Um, I wish I was on their little, uh, little crazy pills. Um, and then, but honestly, the best signing for agency, Curtis Lazar, uh, one million by three years. I know it's a lot of term, but again, it's only one million. And it's variable in minors. It won't go against the cap. Three years it, isn't bad. It's not, especially for one million. And he's a really good fourth line center. Um, I put here fire contract for fire player. Um, perfect okay. hometown fourth line center, but he's right handed too. And the Cubs didn't have a, a right handed centerman. 
So that can really give them an advantage if they're like at home or something, they need, they need to mash up lines or something like that. It can really help them win the faceoffs and get it out of like the defensive zone or something like that. Regardless, it's also what the Canucks missed when Brandon Sutter was all, out all of last year with his long COVID, which he is now taking uh, horse medication to uh, to try and fix. And then he's claiming that the vaccines were the cause of his problems. Anyway, uh, not to get medically induced in this podcast but yeah so Curtis Lazar is going to be a much better Brandon Sutter at about one third of the cap hit and I'm very excited about that I'm very excited for this uh this forward core next year defense not so much but yeah anyway all right so Damian uh since the Islanders didn't do anything in free agency do you want to talk about the biggest free agent of all unfortunately (laughs) The New York Islanders are so frustrating, man. It was like a solid day and a half where we believed that we were actually in the running for Johnny Goudreau. Solid day and a half. And it was a fun day and a half because, yeah, the Devils were in the lead, allegedly. But apparently the Devils had an offer in and then the Islanders sent in an offer and it was being looked at heavily. And then all of a sudden it was uh, he was going to say yes to the Islanders. But um, they needed to add a little bit more. They're going back to the drawing table. So then you're like, oh, my God, the Islanders are right there. The Islanders are right fucking there. They just need to do one little fucking adjustment, and they fucking have Johnny Gaudreau. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, uh, I don't even know what fucking guy said it, what insider said it. All of a sudden, an insider goes, you know what? Um, look at the Columbus Blue Jackets to be a, a, a real dark horse in this race. And then not even a half hour, not even 20 minutes, not even 15 minutes later, you and I are together again. Me and him are together a lot. Yeah. Uh, we're at Long Island Farm Brewing. Shout, Shout out to, to you. Shout out to Long Island Farm Brewing. Yep, uh, yep, yep. We were drinking a couple of brews. We were talking about the Islanders. We were talking it, about it was, it was the day after free agency, right? Or it was, it was, on it free was the second day. It was the second yeah. day. Or no, it was the first day. Yeah, it was, right? It was yeah. the first day, but like, you know, hour six into it. And yeah. Johnny Joe's still a free agent. So you're like, oh, well, it's getting late. So we're probably not going to get a deal tonight. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. I was eating a fried chicken sandwich. Very good. I was sitting there stressed out of my mind. I was probably scratching my arms, looking up and down, trying eating to figure out what was going on. some garlic palm fries. Yeah, eat some garlic palm fries. And then all of a sudden, not even 15 minutes after somebody said that, oh, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a really big dark horse in this race. All of a sudden, sign Johnny Goudreau for less than what the Flames fucking offered him. Yep. Seven years, what, like 8.9 or something stupid? I think it was like 9.8. 9.8. I got it backwards. I'm dyslexic. Just kidding. <laughs> That's probably not a good joke to make. Oh um, fuck that, man. No, it was definitely 8.9. No, it wasn't. Hold up. There's no shot. It was, it was in the nines because Calgary offered him, I think, 11. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. So I think you're, I think you're off by a million. I hate when they put the big number instead of the fucking AAV. I fucking hate that. Oh, I that. hate when I'll have to do simple division. I'm not doing division. I'm just going to keep Quick going. Man. I'm just going to keep man. going until you fucking write it. They don't write it in this article. Are you f- kidding me? Oh, my God, bro. Are you serious? Right All right. Now? So 68.25, 68.250123 divided by 7. 9.75 for a year. Okay, so that makes sense. For seven. Meanwhile, meanwhile, it was like 10 and a half that they offer. So here I was trying to make fucking room for $11 million on the Islanders roster. 
Meanwhile, Lou probably only offered him a six by six. Um, <laughs> Lou was like, okay, so I know you can't grow facial hair, but if you were to be able to grow facial hair, would you shave it for me? Yeah, I and, collect your facial hair. Give it to me now. <laughs> and then he's like, and, um, you know, for that, um, yeah, it's going to be six by six we're going to offer you. Yeah. And, and you know I, what? We know that you like the devils, so we can give you six by six by six. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> six point six six times six. Sorry. Anyway. Continue. No, so yeah, this loser <laughs> Lou didn't get that done. No, I'm kidding. I love you, Lou. Um, so yeah, that deal didn't get done, which was frustrating to watch. Um, and it was frustrating to watch him go there. And I had a mental breakdown at um, Long Island Farm Brewing. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah, but dude, day one of free agency. Bro, he had his head in his palms. There was 149 signings day one. There was $912 million in actual contract dollars handed out. I can't stand Lou, Lou Lamorello, and I'm not even a fucking Islanders fan. They're not even my first team. I fucking can't stand him. I like Lou. This dinosaur should be out. I'm sorry. I like Oh, hot take. Bring, bring, it's bring. not a hot take. That's actually a lukewarm take. Oh, good. I'm That's glad pretty my cold, luke- actually. Good. I'm glad it's freezing. I hope it's a hot freezing. hot take for me is that I don't hate Lou. I think this is Lou's last year. I think this is Lou's, like... Okay, are you actually believing in this team? Or did you actually make the right move? Which I think Romanov is instantly a million times better, and allowing one of these youngsters to keep the role of Andy Green is a million yeah, times better. For sure. But they could have done so much more. You know, they're not done yet. They're not done yet. They're going to do one more move, which allegedly, speaking of free agency, allegedly the hottest and greatest, the second. Hottest free agent of the uh, offseason, right? I would say. I think Kadri was the second forward. Who was the first? Oh, Goudreau. You Goudreau mean? was oh, one. I thought you meant that was left on the market. Goudreau was one. And then I think Kadri was number two in the yeah. beginning. So Kadri, the number two forward available, is rumored to essentially have a contract signed with the Islanders right now, which we'll not know until the end of this month um, because that's just how Lou works and he has to clear up space, which that's another conversation, which I would do tonight, but I know we're getting pretty late, so we'll do the next episode. Um, hopefully the deal hasn't been done. I guarantee the deal hasn't been done by then, but if then, uh, I'll give so you what I thought they stupid, would do. Bro. Just fucking sign it. Get everything figured out. Like, get a grip. But I, I can't stand it. No, so that's it, how you know he doesn't watch streaming services or anything because he keeps you fucking <laughs> waiting for it's like a cliffhanger at the end Dude, of the he season. He leaves you fucking hanging, and then also like I I saw a picture of him sitting there with a fucking bottle of wine at his fucking dinner table. Like you can't be drinking right now. You have a job. So, to somebody be doing. needs to put his Benadryl in his wine or something, make him pass out because Sleepy Lou needs to wake up. But, but yeah, I mean, like we're three weeks in. Tomorrow is three weeks yeah. in the free agency, and not a single signing was done by the Islanders. Not a single signing. Nothing has been done. I mean, they, they did a little bit of housekeeping, signed a lot of two-way contracts. They signed a lot of two-way contracts. No, I call him Sleepy Lou. I, I think he's got something up his sleeve. I think he's got something up his sleeve. I think we're... I'll say this right now, and I'll do a full breakdown. I'll do a full breakdown. I think Gene Gabriel, Pajot, five million, four years, getting moved out. And I think five years, one... Uh, five million, one year of Varlamov is getting moved out clearing out $10 million of space. I think that they're going to sign Kadri for eight million. I'm going to say seven to $8 million, which is rough for four yeah. to five years, oh. which is not that rough. Oh. He's 32 right now. I'll bring him till he's like 36 or something like that. Or he's 30. I don't know exactly what he is. I think he's 30. I think he's 30. So I'll bring him. So he's like 34. Is it worth it? Worth it? No, probably not. But especially because he's not, it's also oh, sorry, let me it's also you. the same guys like JT Miller essentially you know, you know what I mean like he's gonna get same fucking I'm gonna say it doesn't make sense for the Islanders especially because they're not just one piece away from winning the cup 
I don't think they are. I think they are. With I don't think so. I, I well, because I, I think that they were, and I think they have that with Devontae's, and I'm not saying do not twist my words right here, but I do not I'm not saying Romanov is Devontae's. Romanov Devontae's Damian Bato. I think <laughs> Alexander Romanov is very close and can play a really good role. That's that Taze played the year that You're we saying got that he close. plays a similar style, especially when he was playing here. And keep in mind, Taze Devontae's. I'm not shit talking him, and I'm not assaulting uh, Alan saying this. Taze off all the time. I love so. Devontae's. I love no, Devontae's. He tells me all the time he should win the Norris. I think he should have won the Norris, and that was just because I'm an Islander fan. But actually paying attention, actually watching to the playoffs, Devontae's made a lot of mistakes for that team. Devontae's really didn't play that spectacular. And it was only he only played really insanely well this season and this postseason because he was playing with Cal McCarr. <gasps> you said something positive about Cal McCarr. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So no, I say a lot of positive things. He's a great player. I mean, I think he. I just. I. I guess I'm just jealous that he's not on my team. But um, yeah, I heard that. No, but but realistically speaking, though, I, I really do believe um, Devontae is, is a great player, but he's not as good as everybody's saying he is. And I think that Romanov. Hasn't quite shown it yet, but he played on a shitty Montreal team and is going to have sheltered minutes now compared uh-huh. to being overexposed like he was. And he's going to play with a guy like Noah Dobson now. And I think that they're going to play under Pelican Pollock, who are going to get a lot of the focus and a lot of the attention. And now you're going to be able to put him even on the power. Uh, not really power play. You're probably going to put him on the penalty kill. But I, I think and then obviously now on your bottom pair, you're going to have the healthy Mayfield and you're going to have an Ajo or Salo who took another step forward. I think the defensive core got a shit ton better. Like. I don't think we understand the fact that we had Ajo and Salo who didn't play hockey for two years. Mm-hmm. They didn't play hockey for two seasons because they were in the uh, bubble. They were like the taxi squad team. Yeah. So they were taxi squad players. And then you fucking all of a sudden throw them into the NHL with Zidane Chara and Andy Green. Of course, those players aren't going to play well. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to play them with NHL caliber players. You're going to after a year of development, after a year of playing NHL, getting a little bit older, playing with the team now, having a full camp with the team, all the practices with the team, actual game time under their belt, I think that this team is going to be tremendously better defensively, which was the root of all their problems last season. I don't care what anybody says about our aging forwards, which I understand there's a lot of older players, a lot of older guys that play a grittier game. I think a lot of them are going to play a lot better next season because they're not going to be hemmed in their own zone. They're not going to be tired because you got to think about it. If you have a line, even one line that's out extended, you know, they have to sit on that bench longer. So now your other forwards have to play a little bit longer. And they're also just going to be exhausted because they played three minutes straight on the ice mm. playing defense the entire fucking time. So, like, that messes up all the flow of the game. That mess- The team can't really get into that rhythm. And and it's every single time that Zidane Chara and Andy Green were on the ice. And they didn't play together. Yeah. So that's two pairs. That's, uh, like, in a period, that's one uh, two-thirds of your ice time was with Zidane Chara. And fucking Andy Green. So, you know, you were losing a lot of possession. They literally had a 46 course before. I think that was one of the worst in the league as a team. I wouldn't be surprised. So, like, that. So, like, I think that fixing the defense automatically boosts up our offensive production back to where it was when we were making the playoffs and where we were. Now, if you're able to pull a Kadri deal off, Kadri is 20-something points away from almost doubling our points this year, uh, last season. 
Which, granted, he was playing on Avalanche. And he granted, was playing, it was the only year that he's ever done something like that. But he's always put up at least 20 goals, and he's put up at least 50-plus points. Yeah, which, but a lot of players have. Yeah, which is also one of the the leading point was 58 for the Islanders this season. So, again, I get it. He's not the best player. He's not the best player, but he's the best that's available. A, B, we don't have to give up the future for JT Miller, essentially the same exact not fucking player. And then you have to fucking think that, you know, if you could get Kadri for six years, for uh, six million for four years, I, or 6.5 for four years, I don't think that that's that. that bad. You're not getting for that. If you could get him for seven, I st- like I think that it's like, a bad contract. I think if you could have gotten for like, seven, the Avalanche and I'm not saying this already. to roast. I'm not saying this to roast. I'm just saying this for a comparison. I don't think it's like an OEL level of bad contract. No, it wouldn't be. It would be. The, it would be. Good, it would be good. It would be good. Like it would be. For we're going to get better on the power play. We're going to get way better on the power play. We're going to get way better scoring. And then, uh, like, obviously, the question then becomes about the centers. Like, what are you going to do with your centers? But that's why I also think JG Pajot gets moved. It makes the most sense for the Islanders. And a sense for the for the money because I know I'm not really getting into it now, but they're gonna have to clear cap because they still have to sign Romanov, they still have to sign Dobson, and they still have to sign Bellows. You know, so we have like 11 million space right now. Nine to ten of that's gonna go to the RFA, so they have to clear space. So you clear Varley five million, and you clear Peugeot five, so that's ten million. So that gives you eight million max for Kadri. I hope they don't sign eight million for Kadri. Worst case scenario, we sign eight million for Kadri. If it's more than that, fire Lou. Um, eight million dollars for Kadri, and then it leaves like you know three million essentially for a defense uh, for a backup goaltender. So I, I think that they're in a really good spot. I think that the I think Islander fans have the doomsday clock on and like actually at zero right now. Like the fucking world's about to blow up. The Islanders about to blow well, up because they don't have get no future. told anything. Nobody gets told anything. I know, but like, I think that there's a reason. Lou always says, if you have time, take it. And I know that, I it's know that he, grandpa answer bro should be retired. Right and now. I know that he traded Dobson for two seconds and everybody hates him for that. But it, uh, not Dobson, Taze. Taze. I'm so bad with names tonight. I don't know. I'm all over the place, but Taze, he fucking, he's a good player, but he's not Kale McCarr. He's not Victor well, Hedman. He's not Victor Hedman. He's not even Adam Pellick. I would say Adam Pellick is a better defenseman than Devontae's is. Better upside. But whatever. It is what it is. Um, I really think it's going to happen. Anyway, I will talk about potential moves next week if the signing isn't done. If not, we'll just recap that. Um, I think we have one more thing we want to touch on, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, honestly, I just feel like we need to just We just have to talk about it. Just, just because it was such a fleece job. But uh, it was just like, I think the biggest trade that we've seen, I think, in our times watching hockey. I think it was. Oh, yeah, right now. Like, what? Um, yeah, so obviously by now, what did this happen? Uh, two weeks ago? No, a week and a half ago, maybe? July 22nd was the trade. It's like a week and a half ago, I guess. So, yeah, so the Flames... About a week ago. Yeah. You know, after they lost Johnny Gaudreau, right, Matt Kachuk came to them and said, hey, listen, I'm not going to sign here long-term. Uh, here's a list of six, seven teams that I'm going to sign with long-term. Like, if you want to make something work, we can work it out. Fine. One of those teams is Florida. Florida Panthers just got embarrassed by uh, Tampa in the second round. Lost in five games, was it? Uh, they were the highest-scoring team. 
They yeah. lost a bunch of people in uh, free agency this year, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So they traded for Matt Kachuk. Jeez. Signed to a 9.5 by 8 million, or 9.5 million by eight year extension. I believe it was 9.5. Um, so they traded to the Flames Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwint, and a lottery protected first rounder in 2025. I was in the middle of listening to what was I listening to? Kate and I were Disgusting. watching. Disgusting tree. Yeah. Katie and I were listening to some stupid shit that we listen to, you know, our dumb little playlist that we have, like a music video wise. And all of a sudden I get like a bunch of like hockey things. And I was like, what the fuck? And I look and it was like 11 at night. It was late. And I was like, I was pretty drunk too. I was like, oh my God. And she was like, what? What happened? And I told her and she goes, (sighs) I remember where I was too. I was out and then like I got back and I was with my girlfriend. And then I like, I look at my phone and like, I, it was 15 minutes past you texting me. Yeah. I, Cause I, I started spamming you. Yeah. Like I was like, I hate kid. you. I go, bro, bro, wake up, wake up, wake up. Kachuk traded. Wake up, bro, bro. You didn't answer. Like, I was like, oh, I fucking hate you. Uh, <laughs> dude. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't understand it at first. I was like, I like, I, I don't get it because like Kachuk uh, is good. Kachuk is great. What don't you get? The return. I don't understand the return. The return for Kachuk. Yeah, the return okay. for Kachuk. Like, Calgary literally fleeced them. I don't care. I mean, Mackenzie Weger. Ugh. Yeah, nasty. Disgusting. Top pair defenseman. Instantly, again, transforms that team. Um, And then you got to think, too, like, oh, okay, like, yeah, we lost. Um, You lost Kachuk, Kachuk and then you lost Kudrow. Uh, so, like, eh, whatever. But then Jonathan Huberto comes in. Yes. And now you get to give Maginapani and whatever the fuck, you give him a fucking increased role mm-hmm. where he had 35 goals on the third line. Yeah. So now he's going to at least play second, maybe first line. We're talking 40 plus goals. Yeah. Now he's also playing with Huberto. I don't know. I, and Toffoli is going to get a bigger increased role now. And Toffoli played really well for this team. Has played well ever since leaving the Canucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amazing ever since leaving the Canucks, I should add. And then you also have to add in a first round draft pick. And then I don't know this prospect called Schwintelblum. I think he's a <laughs> I think he's a tweener. Yeah. So like 21. I he's know he's very 21. young. And like, you know, he might be able to make the NHL. Who knows? But who cares? Yeah. You got two amazing franchise leading players. Now I think the thing is that the Panthers couldn't sign Huberto and Uyghur. They were talking with them. They couldn't. They knew they couldn't sign Uyghur, I heard. And they were in preliminary talks with Huberto, but they were like not close at all. And they were just like, you know what? Fuck it. So, but also that's where like the, the another layer is to it. You know, it's like I saw people even speculating just today that Huberto is going to leave in free agency next year because he said this was ridiculous. They were grass match straws here. But basically he goes, yeah, I picked my number for the year. And everyone was like, no oh, year. That means he's only here one year. Aww. Oh, my. And I'm like, all right, all right. Get a grip. That's not what that means. Like, people misspeak. He's a person. People, like, you know what Yeah, I mean? he misspoke. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't think he would give it up like that, you know? And so I'm he probably sure, misspoke. And I'm sure that he would be like, oh, yeah, hey, listen, like, I'm not going to resign by the trade deadline. Yeah. And the Flames and get another package. Get but again, regardless, the Flames get a package for Huberto and Uyghur at the deadline. 
you know, they could still make this into a positive, you know, and granted, it sucks losing a Chuck. But does it really? It does suck losing a Chuck because I think he was a big part of like that, the heart on that team. Yeah. Not only the heart on that team, and I know this is an outlier year again. He put up, I think it was 100 points. It was something above 100 points. Yeah, I think it, was it was just under Goudreau, who had like 115. Yeah, and so it's like, you know, granted, I think he was a production of his linemates for sure. Like mm-hmm. Lynn Holman, mm-hmm. Goudreau, I think he was definitely benefiting oh, from Oh, yeah, that's what them. I wanted to bring up. Hold up. But, but at the same time, it's like he's still a really fucking good player, and he does everything well. You know what I mean? He's one of those all-around really good players, and he gets in your fucking face. I hate watching him play. Yeah, I or know I you hate him. watching him play. But like what but like my thing is that like okay, his first season 2016-2017, rookie, 48 points. Okay, great. Then 17-18, 49 points. 18-19, 77 points. Great. Amazing actually. 19-20, 61 points. 20-20-2021, 43 points, only in 56 games, but and now 104 points in 82 games. Like, I'm not trying to say that he's going to go back to a 50-point player. No, no, no. Here's where I'm going to call your bullshit. I don't think he's going to. No, no, no. Listen, I'm going to cut you off. Here's where I'm going to call your bullshit. Because Matthew Kachuk is 24. This is the same shit with Kadri. And Kadri is turning 30. Or he is 30. It's the same shit. And I don't want you to look. I I know you're looking up to God. God's not going to help you. It's the same shit. He had an outlier year this year. And he got paid. That's the same shit with Kadri. Yes, Oh no! It's the same shit. Kadri, he's six years younger, but at the same time, it's still a like this contract is still going to be a product of this previous year. You know what I mean? So I don't want you to say for a second anything about the <laughs> Chuck over before. Yeah, I I'm trying you. to be positive. You. I'm trying to be positive for who? For the Islanders? For Kadri? Oh my god! I'm trying to look at the bright side here because it sucks bringing him in. Well, enough of being Mr. Brightside. I'm Mr. Brightside. But yeah, no, that's that's it for me. That's all I have. That's all I have for this week. I think it's it for me, too. I think that's it for you as well? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you've made yeah. it this far, welcome back. Yeah, seriously. Fuck yeah. We're glad you're here. It feels good to be back. We're glad you listened this far. And if you did listen this far, please give us a follow on Instagram at... The Clapper Report. T-H-E-C-L-A-P-P-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-T. And Twitter... At C-L-A-P-P-E-R-R-E-P-O-R-T. Yes, yes. So follow the two main accounts there. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. Our personals at DBadzo underscore, underscore and then at Just Canucks Fan. Hell yeah. So make sure you guys follow us on there. We will be hopefully. Oh, I'm going to be active on my personal. I know he will as well. We're going to get the Instagram back up and rolling. We're going to we're going to get the um, the Twitter back up and rolling, the main one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sharing our thoughts. So if you guys hate anything that we said, please DM us. Please roast us. Um, please don't leave a review roasting us. Yeah, no, we would prefer if you just give us five that would hurt star our feelings. Said, so make sure hey, you give us a five star. Mad. Yeah. Um, and then um, <laughs> or even a four. I'll take a four star. That's like four, maybe even a three. You know no, what I mean? No, 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 three no, no, out of five stars. No, 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 I see that I'll on a, a Yelp review. A I'm still going there. Well, it depends start, what the kind of it depends what kind of place it is. Where I start to wince is at like two. It, if it's at like a burger place and it's a three out of five, I'm not going. Burger place, three out of five. But, you're not going. But if it's like a Chinese or a Mexican place, it's three out of five. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna still go. I'm still gonna go. 
because I don't trust people's opinions with like yeah, I you know mean, what I mean. Yes, but burgers like huh. three out of five. I mean, if it's there, I'll, I guess I'll go. I guess I mean, I, like I would eat a fucking McDonald's burger right now. Like it's a fucking five course meal. That's a right, two well, that's star gross. burger right I can't there. Do that shit anymore. That's a two star burger. Maybe one. It depends what which burger. The quarter pounder with no, cheese, a Big and bacon. Mac, a Big Mac, Cla- classic. That's like a two star burger. If that, it's like three. I think Big Mac's three. I think Big Mac is three. I think the quarter pounder with cheese and bacon is three as well, with the onions on it too. The raw onions, I like that on it. <laughs> but everything else is like sub two. I love Burger King burgers. The chick, the chick king sandwich at Burger King. Chicken. Bro, okay, wait. Last thing that I'll say. You're the guy who was just saying that you hate fucking fast food burgers a second ago. I I do, but I love Burger King. And I will defend that to my grave. Burger King is my favorite fast food place. Interesting. Interesting. Cheapest one, too, besides Taco Bell. Well, Taco Bell might be my favorite. But regardless, anyway. Regardless. That's a, that's a debate for another time during the offseason. Yeah, I guess we'll have to do another debate on that. But no, yeah, guys, follow us there. I'll leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. We will get better yep, yep, again. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we'll get right back up to it. And, and uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, boys. Good.